All right, so this is like the third update in uh, like a few weeks on the BRS 160. Much deserved. Yeah, we hit on like uh, all the wins, all the loses, our losses. And now today we're gonna hit on some of the things that we wish we had done. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be super brief and then tell you about where the tank is going, right? Yes. Like, especially like where all the little updates you're gonna see in the future here, probably about six months out. But at six months, what can you expect to see happen between here and there? Because I think there's some big changes coming. But let's just start straight up with some of the things that we wish that we had done with this tank in the past. I think we hit on this one, the first one, uh, so many times, and that is the tank depth, front to back, and the tank height, you know, top to bottom. So 30 inches front to back would have solved a lot of flow problems in this thing and our aquascape problems and getting flow back behind, and, uh, but especially that 24 inches tall and if we would have thought about the rock work. Four more inches here would have solved a whole tons of uh, uh, flow problems. So yeah, ideally in my dream world, six more inches front to back, 30 inches, four more inches tall uh, would have been a big, big, big thing. Uh, yeah. One of the things also I would have liked to have done, I wish we could have done, is buy once. I know all of you would like that. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. Buy the thing once, don't buy skimmer four times over, <laughs> flow eight times over, trying to chase uh, the flow dragon, right? Yeah. Uh, I wish I would have done that. Wasn't possible, really. Uh, part of it's because we're doing experiments here and sharing with you. Even but. corals, too, is that we mm. did lose some because we, and then we bought more and then we bought more. So, mm. you know, we could have planned a little better and bought once on corals. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to say it. I wish that we had stuck with the Zeovit and BRS 2 part from the beginning. Uh, two parts so easy. Uh, it's like I can make up for especially for this one. You know, at 100, I think it was about 150 mils per day of both uh, alkalinity and calcium. Uh, five gallon bucket lasts quite a long time, and I can whip that stuff up easy. Uh, calcium alkalinity, yeah. super easy. Yeah. Uh, the Zeovit thing, keeping uh, nutrients down, adding tons of them in in the top. Water changes. Uh, it was just like something that I actually enjoyed and uh, produced what I think was the best results of the whole thing. It was actually really cool to go see Sean's like a 22 foot long uh, SPS tank and see that you know he's just using BRS uh, chems as well. Yeah. You know you can produce those kinds of results. Say simple calcium chloride and sodash. Boom. Yeah. Done. All right. So another thing that I wish that we had done instead is uh, I wish we would have never tore the sand out. Yeah, there's some, uh, what we're learning more is like, they either start with sand, don't start with sand, but don't take it out if you have started. And if you're gonna have sand in there, just just clean it. Like, uh, we're doing water changes out of the display. You can do a water change out of the display. And you just choose a section and vacuum that section. Next week or next water change, vacuum another section and just kind of rotate it out like that. If it's not coming out brown, then uh, you're probably good. So, but if it's coming out brown, you know you're doing a good thing. So I would have just cleaned it rather than removed it. Uh, I also would have uh, kept the roller mat if I could. Uh, that was just a super cool tool for removing all the particulates out. Now you gotta deal with like filter socks mm. and strapping them on there or not running them or changing out filter pads all the time. That roller mat was just removing it in real time was super sweet. Mm. Also, the UV light. Yeah, we didn't, uh, from the get-go, we didn't do the UV right the mm. first time. And that's, uh, you know, it's off of a manifold after it passes all these other uh, manifold places. So it's at the end of it. It drains back into the, you know, drains back into the sump. So it's kind of recirculating that sump water. It's just, just not as effective as, a, as we could have plumbed it. And we oversized it for this tank uh, just to, 
uh, cover all our bases, but even still, it's just not done right. When we installed it, like we just didn't understand it. I, I would say the community really just didn't understand it the way that the community understands it today, mm. using the right tool for the right job and then installing it the right way. So I wish that we had done that. Uh, I also kind of wish that we had tried Vibrant or Microbacter Clean uh, as some tools in the past. Man, it's, it's amazing what you learn in a, fi uh, a five-year time. And uh, UV, Vibrant, you know, these bacterial type things. All of this stuff we learned, had we had known before when we first set this thing up, probably could have solved a lot of long-term or a lot of issues that we ran into. So if I can go back five years in time in my mind, uh, I totally accepted the fact that you can dose bacteria to help cycle your tank. Yeah. Uh, I would say five years before that, like, does a Virospira? <laughs> mm, There's a big yeah, question, like, does it work or doesn't it work? I don't, well, that, that ship sailed, man. We know for sure it works, it works right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, like, five years up, and like, now you're hearing people like dosing bacteria, and like, does dosing bacteria zeovit work? Or does it work with uh, the, uh, like, Microbacter Cleans and Vibrance and all that mm. stuff? And like, and like, then, I'm like, I don't know, like, there's lots of tanks that do really well without dosing, you know, bacteria. Is that needed? No, it is not needed but it's the right tool for the right job. Now I have a better understanding of how to use this stuff to achieve a desired result. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely wish that we had used it, uh, any of those tools uh, for some of the things that we encountered here. So those are most of the things that uh, I would do differently if I could uh, with the BRS 160 in the last five years. All right, so here are the changes we're gonna make with the BRS 160 over the future. Uh, and we're gonna do something a little different this time. Uh, we're actually going to see where we can take this tank. It's time to uh, make a show tank, stop all the changes, Yeah, just take all the information we know, see where it takes us. It's funny that you say stop all the changes, but we're going to make some changes, but there's some caveats there. We're not going to make these stabilizing changes like removing the sand bed like we've seen before. We're not going to remove the fuge. We're not going to make these big drastic changes. Just a few tweaks here and there, and then like show tank to me, uh, is like anytime I go look at this tank, it's in show condition, meaning, you know, it's clean, super clean. Uh, corals are pruned and trimmed. We're looking for things that we can change, I think, that is beneficial yeah. or things we learned, some of the things we want to go back to, uh, but that won't like, you know, implode the tank, yeah. right? Like, I don't want to, I don't want a 12 month uh, backwards journey. I, I want to move forward, right? All right, so one of the things that we're going to do here is uh, kind of go back to the Zeovit thing. Uh, we're not going to go all the way back to the Zeovit program, uh, but the KZ products were like really worked for me. It was one of my favorite times of uh, maintaining the whole tank, and uh, I like the results the most of the whole thing. So we're not going to go back to the whole Zeovit program because uh, the rocks and dosing all the bacteria and stuff, because we have nutrients under control. Yeah, that we found that the refugium handles the nitrid, nitrogen phosphorus in the tank so well that uh, uh, we actually have to account for it in added nutrition into the tank. And that's kind of what was ahead of its time, you know, when we were using the Zeovit method, is that there was this, this really highly functioning, you know, nutrition or not, uh, this, uh, this control method, this nutrient control method, export method, but it was coupled with add these various you know, foods and amino acids and all these other nutrition input. And it was a balanced system for putting, uh, putting in and taking out uh, that we want to get back to, and uh, we kind of reached this disequilibrium because the refugium worked so well that we weren't putting enough back in. 
Yeah, so again, I think you've heard me say this before, but uh, the Germans just don't explain themselves very well. Uh, they've been doing this for a really long time, uh, meaning heavy in, heavy out, yeah. right? They just didn't describe it that way. They also like didn't really get across, man. Everybody's talking about nutrients, and you're talking about nitrate and phosphate. Mm. Nutrition is the word, right? Mm. And now, you know, most of the conversation here in the United States is about coral nutrition, not nitrate and phosphate per se. It's the end We've actually the end evolved end. past yeah. that. It's nutrition, yep. including protein, is the primary component. And the elements that make up protein, you know, being the amino acids and other things, right? Mm. And so that's really the thing, and that's what they were doing. You know, you're dosing the, you know, uh, LPS amino concentrate, the other amino concentrate, all these different foods. Mm -hmm. and you know, taking out nitrogen and phosphorus, but adding all these other things to compensate and create a really awesome tank. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna dose some of the most popular ones and the ones that we used before. For us, it's that sponge power one, which yeah. uh, does what? That's the filter feeders and polyp extension type. Uh, so I know it's kind of the stuff that you see, you know, at night when you see all the polyps and stuff out. But you mm -hmm. can dose this, you know, a variety. They'll they'll tra corals will train themselves. But yeah, the sponge powers for those filter type feeders. Uh, very probably very small particle type foods. Uh, also, that most popular one, the pulls extra. Probably of all of the blue bottles, that one's really popular. Yeah, I would say either second or first popular. I, I'm not sure, but brings out like that phosphorus tint. And it okay. also brings, again, a lot of the polyps are trained to be in the wild yeah. out at night. It tends to bring them out during the day, ah, right? Yeah. Uh, same thing with the coral vitalizer, which I actually think is the number one most popular oh. of the whole mix. And then, of course, the LPS uh, amino acids. Mm -hmm. And we've uh, talked about amino acids. We did some VRS uh, uh, investigates experiments on uh, amino acids with Brightwell's aminos. The results are astounding. And not only that, but I saw it in this tank in the beginning when we were dosing all that stuff, everything looked the best yep. I've ever seen So uh, since then. So in that spirit, we're also gonna dose the amino concentrate. And for those of you who don't know, there are different variations of aminos. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, uh, I, I'm just gonna run the gambit here and run them both. Just do them both, I, we did before. I, I don't know, man. It just produced a type of result for me. Yeah, we also did flatworm stop. Uh, a lot of the SPS head stick heads are in the same kind of boat that like they're using this flatworm stop. It's not uh, maybe as a preventative to some degree, but uh, a lot of reporting that like the tissue thickness and the healthy the health of the tissue on the on your acropora and on your sticks are, are just more vibrant, a lot thicker type tissue. So uh, it's one that we used all the time on this one too, mm -hmm. back when the, this wing was up and coming. So we're gonna get back to it. So the reason we actually started using it back in the day is because we had the money eating nudibranch, oh, right? True, yep. And so the way that it's believed that the flatworm stop is it makes the tissue actually thicker and. Uh, more or unpalatable mm. for these things to be able to eat, right? Uh, and so we used it for that purpose, but what I later found out was so much of the KZ community uses this because it seems to just bring mm. out tissue health in general. And you just see, you know, really puffy, like healthy looking tissue. And in conjunction with that is the coral booster, mm -hmm. right? And so it says right on there, designed to use with, with uh, yeah. the flatworm stop, brings out coloration, all that stuff. So you don't have to go use all those things if you don't want to. I'm gonna use them here. And uh, one of the beautiful things is you get to watch along and we'll show you the starting point here. Uh, at the end of this video, I'm gonna instruct Dave to give you like a little five minute montage of the whole tank. 
So you can really kind of plug along, see where it's see at where right now. Go. You'll see where we are in six months, in 12, in 18. We just like turn the corner and we start thinking about that heavy in, heavy out. Our heavy out is now a lot easier than the rocks and stuff like that. But uh, that's just my favorite thing. I'm gonna do what I like to do and we're gonna move forward on that one. And then what is the next thing we're gonna do? Yeah, this uh, next one is we're going to fix the UV and plumb it right. So uh, right now it's, like I said, it's kind of off on the side. It's an afterthought. We really didn't know when we were just putting it in that uh, maybe we should put this in, but we didn't put it in effectively. We didn't do it right. Uh, so we can change up some plumbing here, which we've used a lot of unions on this plumbing. So it's gonna be easy to kind of like build back into it, uh, hopefully. So uh, we're gonna do the UV right. Yeah. And, so we'll get the UV going through there, hopefully design it to, uh, for pests like bacteria and protozoa, uh, but, uh, 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 or bacteria and algae rather. Yeah. Uh, if we can't get the flow right for that, we're gonna design it for the other purpose, which is protect your fish, yeah. right? Uh, but we're gonna pick one or the other and then we'll show you exactly how we set it up to do that actual purpose. Uh, another thing we're gonna do is add that second return pump. Yeah, this is gonna help with the UV, but it's also going to help in redundancy. The redundancy that we've been talking about ever since uh, the 750XXL uh, is that, you know, two return pumps is better than one when it comes to one or the other failing. Yep. Uh, and we kind of we kind of went around that by choosing the, one of the the uh, the better return pumps that the most rely more reliable type, uh, but then we're just going to add in a second one. If I'm talking about the future and what I really want to plan for the future, it is time to actually fix that mistake of the past and uh, run both the return pumps. It's really not that hard to do and not that expensive, so uh, I might as well do it. And in relation to that, the next one is we're just going to fix the whole plumbing. So the there's, plumbing looks nice, but. It, it looks nice, but there's a couple things that we could tweak, a couple ways we could um, uh, optimize it and improve it. So, I mean, adding in a second pump uh, has, has its own challenges when we're gonna have to, uh, you know, kind of tee off some things, cap off some ends. Uh, but in the long run, like, that gives us an opportunity to fix the plumbing. And because I can't help it, uh, I still like to get as much experience <laughs> with uh, the stuff that we sell here and then share the information back with you. Uh, we're going to swap out the dosing pump in the calcium reactor. By the way, we're going to keep the calcium reactor. I, 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 I talked to uh, Josh today, and he said, hey, man, you could go back to two-part if you wanted to, man. Yeah. He's like, no, dude, it's just set it and forget it. Yeah. Uh, and so it has absolutely worked out the way that we wanted, which is peg the pH and then just figure out the dose. Uh, even when it's only got one-third of the media in it, it's actually still working as intended the mm. way. So it's really surprising if you just peg the pH how well it works. But we're gonna swap out the Camora dosing pump for the new. For, yeah, for the new Versa dosing pump by Ecotech. So what I like about this is it has uh, the mobile, you know, it has the connectability. I can adjust everything from my phone. So, I mean, the Camora, I could go up and turn the dial and adjust if I needed to, but it's, uh, it's you know, from like 0.1 to, or it's from one mil a minute to 120 mils per minute. The Versa dosing pump goes up to 300 mils per minute. It's a continuous duty dosing pump uh, and easily calibratable. I mean, this thing's small, smaller form function than the Camora, which is even nice too. Uh, but we're gonna give it a try. It's got push connect fittings right on there, so it's really cool dosing pump. Uh, we're gonna give it a try. That means I get a, we get a mess with the phone on it, so. Uh, 
should be pretty interesting and goes well with uh, kind of the whole ecosphere we have back there. I mean, anytime Ecotech comes out with something, how do you not want to try it? Exactly. Yeah, so that's, that's it. Fun. I want to be able to try it so that when somebody asks me, hey, what do you think? I can give an intelligent answer. True. Uh, also, there'll probably be somewhere in here where we try the Versas on the uh, auto water change system. Yeah. The dose right now is working awesome. I don't want to touch it on this tank. But somewhere, man, we're going to definitely implement those here so you can get a better idea how that works uh, yeah. for that purpose as well. Uh, for those who don't have an Apex and you want an auto water change system, this could be a really sweet solution for you. Uh, we are also going to uh, refinish the cabinet. Yeah, so the, uh, as you guys heard in some of our fails, uh, uh, the cabinet got some damage to it, and it's all because of our own fault, maybe even my fault. Uh, I'm going to take some blame on this one too. But it's, you know, the cabinet got wet and never got taken care of. So now there's damage to the face of it. There's damage to the front. Uh, the veneer, the finish is kind of worn off in some places. We just got salt um, on it. There was a constant stream of salt probably for it, six months. Yeah. It just a little bit, but just uh, ate it away. away. Ate it away. So we're going to fix it. Uh, doesn't Chris have a packet? Is he coming to fix it for us? I think Chris is going to come out and do a live video. And, and during that one, he may very well tell us uh, <laughs> like how to fix something like this. Perfect. So, uh, we'll get some information on that there. So we're definitely going to fix that. Another thing I want to do is add some more fish. That's pretty interesting. Because uh, I look at it and I say, there's a lot of fish in here. But uh, mm. color wise. Yeah, it's color. So we have like a little gem tank that's been living here. You probably saw him actually, uh, maybe not last week. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but he, uh, we're trying to get him acclimated. There's also, uh, I think, a regal angel in the sump. Yeah. Uh, he's living in the he's sump down there. Been back there for uh, a while. And we're gonna add them both uh, into the tank. But what I really want to do is probably add like a little school of something you know inexpensive, like some chromis, whatever that adds like color to the tank. Mm -hmm. uh, I might. You know, be have somebody twist my arm to think of something different or more rare. I don't know, but I, like, I actually like the little school of Romans lives in in the acros and whatnot. Fan. Yeah, and so hopefully uh, we'll add that. I just want to add some more color and some movement into the tank. Uh, and so, in related to that, we're probably also, gonna probably gonna swap out some corals too. So. Uh, there are some corals in here that, uh, you know, for whatever reason, maybe still be brown or they, they may be meant to, they maybe reach their full color potential, which is like blue tips, which are really, you know, good looking, but they're just kind of brown and did not coloration. And so we probably pick out some choice pieces and add them in there. There's some encrusters that I would personally like to see removed out of here to open up some real estate on the rock for more sticks. Uh, so hopefully we can do that or something like that. But. You know, part of having a show tank means uh, you put your best stuff up front. Yeah. You know, so you just kind of swap things around. There are some corals in here that got really big that are not what I would call like my favorite coral yeah. uh, ever. So, you know what? Even though they're big, uh, let's put them somewhere else and uh, just keep you know you know watching this tank evolve until it's the best that can possibly be. Mm. So swap out some coral uh, and. I'm not 100% certain we're going to do this, but I you said it earlier, and I might be with you. So you got a bare bottom. There's one of two things we can do. We can cover it in much coral as you want, yeah. right? Or you can scrape it like you scrape the back of the tank and keep it clean. Uh, I don't know. For me, I get a when the bottom of the tank is clean. I can one. I can see the detritus build up and see those dead spots. And you know, if if I'm gonna do a water change, I can actively suck it out. Uh, and two, it just gives this. For me, it gives us contrast. Like the rock is purple, the corals are, the back uh, is black, you know, so I can see the corals contrast through there. And the, the bottom, I have corals on the bottom too that kind of get muted in that coralline look. Uh, so a black background on them makes them pop a little more. 
I think I might do it. I'm, I'm a big so fan. So I think we might actually try, and you know, we, we just see how it goes. But I think we might try removing the corals off of the bottom of the tank and scraping all the coral on it, get that nice black look that matches the nice black back, and see if we can get a nice contrasty look uh, out of the tank that looks clean mm. and well cared for. Because you know, all the coralline algae and stuff growing on the bottom, actually I don't think looks clean and well cared for. And uh, finally, after we clean the bottom, what are we gonna do? We're gonna pull up our chairs and just watch this thing grow. Uh, yeah. that, that's it, just let it be, don't change anything else and maintain, and that's about it, uh, stability. So I'd expect the next uh, like uh, update here is like, oh, you get to see our plumbing install. You get to see uh, maybe a little update on how the Versa is doing. Yeah. Uh, you'll get, uh, you know, like how, uh, how much I love the little blue bottles probably. <laughs> uh, but uh, you'll see a handful of those things. Uh, but, you know, you also see hopefully some, some corals we swapped out and you'll see like the growth. And then probably every six months or so, you get to see a pulse, uh, like where this tank's going, and we finally just like leave it alone. Yeah. There's tons of other experiment tanks here, but you know, as experiments evolve, I think this one's evolved to the point of, let's see where this tank can go finally. Yeah. And I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, give the 160 a break. It's been a test tank for a long time. It's a workhorse tank, yeah, man, for sure. Kudos to the 160 up until this point, but now let's see if we can turn it into a 10 year plus tank. So uh, you'll see all that, and uh, if you haven't, somehow you missed it, we actually did two other updates like uh, last week and the week before. Uh, one of them was like all of the wins of the last five years. Yeah, And the other stuff. one was? Uh, the best part, all of the fails uh, for the last five years, which is really worth checking out. That's my favorite. Yeah, because uh, you get to learn from our, our lessons, uh, lessons learned from us, so you don't do it yourself. You can find all of that right here on this playlist. See all of our lessons, uh, come learn with us.